Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy, happy. He. Happy decade and uh, stuff mm-hmm. and all that rot. What's rot mean? You know, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, the British said it. Why can't you just say stuff? Because it sounds cooler when I say rot. Because <laughs> okay. then you're like, what does rot mean? See, it's a conversational starter. Oh, I see. So speaking of, I don't know, New Year, I guess, 2020. New, new things, fresh new starts. New things, fresh starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like you're a fairly lucky person or unlucky person? And is there such a thing as being lucky? Yeah, you know, um, I will be the first to say it is no secret, even though sometimes people will doubt or wonder uh i'm christian and so like you know, really you are <laughs> you know, oh, i know i love jesus that. i just said it <laughs> um <laughs> you know the way i act isn't quite you know maybe a <laughs> traditional christian way but i will be the first to say that but anyway in in the faith that i grew up in there really isn't any such thing as luck right because there's this whole idea of this higher power mm-hmm. this higher being giving blessings and all of that mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day like thinking about luck there is um just kind of like the physical side of like randomness, right. the reality of randomness. Um, and there's something to say about that. So I don't know. I, I think I'm, to answer your original question, do I think I'm lucky? I'd probably say more. I feel like I'm pretty blessed. But mm-hmm. but uh, is blessed being lucky? I think is it, it is. the same thing? I think God throws down some nuggets of luck to like make me feel happy. <laughs> Sprinkle you. Be like, be oh, satisfied every once bored. in a while. Yeah, she's kind of bored right now. I know she knows I'm there, but let's just throw in a little surprise nugget <laughs> from left field. Surprise nugget. <laughs> and uh, what are your thoughts on it, on, on luck? Um, I don't know. I don't think people are lucky or unlucky. Mm. You know, I think there are um, people that always seem to good things go their way with little effort and um like they always have that great job that pays you know a gazillion dollars and Mm -hmm. you know they're happy everything's going you know they're skipping down the road uh or they have this great idea that just takes off or you know they always seem to have positive things happening to them Mm mm-hmm but, I mean, I think you're lucky if you win the lottery or if you win at carnival games or if you, you know, win at bingo. Bingo? <laughs> we got to go to bit Side note, we need to go to bingo one night. Because at one point I was kind of going a lot, and it takes a second to get in that hole. You know, they give you that marker to just like... And you you could watch people who go all the time. They're just yeah, like, it's like reflex or something. Like the brain and the... I can't the, even. the synapses from the brain to the hand to, to stamp the card. Yeah. I mean, that takes skill. Yeah, it does. It's like and any practice. skill. It's like any skill. But, you know, you see these older people in their 80s and 90s, and mm-hmm. they're like... They're working it out. They're kicking your ass, stamping that freaking card. <laughs> so that's one way to keep your mind sharp. So that's not luck. That's just them having good skill. That's why they <laughs> win at it. <laughs> It's like, damn it. I'm not in the retirement home all day long trying to mark See, out. And that's what they do. That's they, they just practice at the yeah. retirement home. 
There, there was a, um, if it's okay to bring up now, there was, I, I know that we were kind of doing our own research and just mm-hmm. thinking about this topic and prep for this. And um, I know both of us came across this uh, TED Talk, right? The radio mm-hmm. hour a- yeah. around this specific topic. Um, and it was interesting. It was, um, it's basically a, a collection of four different speakers who did TED Talks on this topic. And one of the speakers had mentioned, had defined um, different ways to look at luck, to look at chance, mm-hmm. and to look at fortune. And when she broke it down the way she did, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, you know what? Like, that's a very organized, smart way to to look at those three things. Right. I guess. But I don't well, know. Before we go into that. Yeah. Um, so I did some research as well. And I just wanted to touch on this, uh, these two studies um, by this guy, Richard Wiseman, who's a psychology professor at the University of Hertfordshire. And this is from Inc.com. So he did a study to see how luck played a role in people's lives. Mm. And he found that lucky people score significantly higher mm-hmm. on extroversion. And mm. they smile twice as often. They make more eye contact. They huh. meet more people. They connect better, maintain relationships. So they're putting themselves out there and they're creating experiences for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a networking kind of thing. And then unlucky people scored twice as high on neuroticism. Oh, damn. <laughs> which, for you who don't know what that means, because I certainly didn't, mm-hmm. um, it's a personality trait characterized by instability, anxiety, aggression, etc. So his study basically found that anxiety helps us focus on one task, mm. which blinds us to other opportunities. So if you're feeling anxious, when you like if you have social anxiety or something maybe, and you go to a party or you go to a, an event, uh-huh. and you just kind of either stay in your corner or you only mingle with a few people, huh. then you're kind of limiting yourself on meeting other interesting people mm-hmm. and you're missing out on on prospects also you're too busy worrying about one thing so that kind of puts blinders like like you have tunnel vision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on what's happening around you and you miss opportunities that you know for your career for you know whatever wow anxiety is a bitch <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> kidding <laughs> And so I think, you know, with lucky people, they're open to new experiences. They're willing to talk to, you know, new people, try new things, travel, and that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily that one's lucky and one's unlucky. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, their personality, whether you're extrovert, introvert, you know, willing to try new things. Did he talk about in that study how, you know, I got to ask. How lucky, what, how did they, um, how did one person fall into the category of lucky and unlucky? Or was it just mostly about, I mean, what was it? Was it just a self-perception of luck? Unlucky people seem to have a more negative oh, oh, I outlook. See. I see. Um, on life I, and what happens to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas lucky people might be in a similar shitty situation, but they see the positive. Mm of okay. it. That's a perce- yeah. So I think it is the perception of the person. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, 
But he did another experiment where he gave people a newspaper and asked them to count the number of photographs inside. And unlucky people took two minutes. Lucky people took seconds. And on the second page, there was a large message that read, Stop counting. There are 43 photographs in this newspaper. And the unlucky people missed the message. And the lucky people spotted it right away. So lucky people are more observant. Hmm. Than unlucky people. And, you know, like I said before, the lucky people kind of are more optimistic. They have positive expectations. They see good in a bad situation, mm-hmm. whereas the unlucky people only point out the negatives. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. So, I mean, if you want to call it luck, you know, unlucky, whatever, I think it's just how you perceive your life. Because if you always think that, bad things are going to happen, then you're always going to see the negative. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you know, you're going to be unlucky because all you see are the negatives. What do you think? You're looking at me like... I got like a bajillion thoughts running through my head. Like every time you say something, I'm like, yeah, I read about that somewhere. That totally makes sense from a totally different source. (laughs) Were they talking? Is it a conspiracy? (laughs) How do they know? Well, the same (gasps) professor decided to put the unlucky people through luck school. Hmm. So he had them do a series of exercises. So anybody out there that feels like they're unlucky, <laughs> there is and a nothing luck school. but bad shit happens to you, <laughs> you can go to luck school. <laughs> so after a month of enrollment, 80% of people reported to be happier more satisfied with their lives and luckier. You mean so? The, sorry, so the like unlucky a, people became lucky. Okay, and the lucky people became even more luckier. Oh, so he didn't just say, "Hey, you already passed the luck test, lucky people." You don't have, yeah, to, you go don't to, have to go to school. <laughs> no. Yeah, you graduated. Yay for you! You're way above the class. You're above go, average. Go out to the world and be lucky. <laughs> Spread that luck. <look. laughs> So they were taught how to spot good opportunities, mm-hmm. have positive outlook, and to make better decisions. Mm. So here are some steps. There's three steps that you, yes, you, can increase your luck. For just forty nine ninety nine, <laughs> Three installments. Three installments of forty nine ninety nine. You can you be too lucky too. Can be lucky too. Like, you can throw away that rabbit's foot. Yeah. You can your throw away your clove. four leaf clover. Or that, you know, superstitious walk or handshake or, you know, wait, jumping wait. over cracks on a sidewalk. What are things that are lucky? Wait, we said a rabbit's foot? Rabbit's four foot, four leaf clover. I don't understand how rabbit's foot gets in there, but what else? Yeah, we'll talk about that, I guess, on another episode. <laughs> what else is lucky? I think people have superstitions, like they have their lucky underwear. Mm-hmm. Your lucky pants. Right. Your lucky, lucky shoe. shoes. Your lucky beard. You don't shave off until you win the NBA finals or whatever. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you have? Do you have a lucky? A lucky thing? Yeah. Myself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't have it. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Just existing. <laughs> Just being in my presence. Just being me. 
No, I'm so kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a superstition? No, not really into superstitions. I mean, there's certain things that... Oh, that's right. That's not very Catholic, is it? Not Christian. I am not Catholic, although I guess Catholics are Christian. (laughs) So you're Christian. I'm I'm sorry. I'm non-denominational. I just love Jesus. I don't need to put a label on it like the rest (laughs) of my life. (laughs) Yeah, you save the labels for everything else. I'll save labels for everything else. That's right. Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything, but I will say that, you know, uh, behavior, right, plays into this. So if I'm finding that something's working in my favor and I happen to notice that there's something that's either with me or I'm doing something that is um, always there when mm-hmm. these good things are happening, then I guess that's how superstitions get created or, mm-hmm. you know, personal kind of lucky charms. That's good cereal, by the way. Lucky charms. <laughs> I just ate the marshmallows. I know, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, back when, What's the point? Maybe when we were kids, though, there was only like four marshmallows. Now there's like 20 in I know. There. They got freaking unicorns now. Rainbows, unicorns. What else? Wait, what was it back in the day? Diamonds, hearts, lucky clovers, and stars? Maybe. And then they added... What did they add next? Unicorns is the only thing I know. Rainbows, unicorns... I don't know. I haven't even seen... The, the only reason why I know unicorns is because I saw the cover of the Lucky Charms <laughs> that someone posted somewhere on social media. And I'm like, what? What unicorns? do you mean there's unicorns? What the hell? I need a box. What is this world coming to? <laughs> Deviating. All right. So back to luck school. Yes. Sorry for those who are waiting to write down these three steps. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little side road. We're coming back. Uh, so the first one is keep an open mind and open eyes. Hmm. Worrying about a goal can close you off to other possibilities. So you can still have that goal, but be open to other things coming in. Mm -hmm. Because your idea of how that goal should look like isn't necessarily what it's going to look like. Can you still worry, though? You can worry all you want. Keep you on your toes. But you can get worry dolls and put them under your pillow. You know what worry dolls are. What? Yeah. What's that, voodoo? Is that voodoo, Kati? <laughs> Kati, I don't do voodoo. It's for devil. <laughs> Just kidding. What's a worry doll? <laughs> Look it up. What, are they like worry coins? Worry no, they're rocks? little dolls, and they're you in this little, pat, this little pouch. Yeah. And, you know, you can put them under your pillow to help you. Not worry? Yeah. They worry for you? Yes. What about those stones that you rub you stick them in your pocket. Are those called like worry stones, or am I making yeah, that up? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. But that could be pretty much any stone. I know. Really? I would be rubbing the shit out of it. It'd be like <laughs> so sand. flat. It'd be sand in my pocket by like the end of the day. <laughs> by the end of the day, <laughs> just one day at work. Just one day. <laughs> anyway, uh, and number two, uh, look on the positive side. Focusing on negatives dampens the spirits. So, you know, positive thinking. Don't be a wet blanket. (laughs) Negative thoughts. (laughs) And then number three, do something out of the ordinary this week. So routines can lead to ruts, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And step out of your comfort zone. Take a risk. Try something new, you know, instead of PBJ for lunch, have a salad. Throw some milk with it. Right? Mix it up. 
Put a little spice to your life. It's 2020. Come on, let's go. Come on, people. Get a little active. <laughs> that's a that's something to think about this year. You know, may, even like setting a goal of just even two new things to do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to do new things, try new things, meet new people. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, the new people part, you know, that's stretching it a little bit as far as doing new things. <laughs> Um, and I challenge. You gotta take a risk. I I take risks all the time. I know you do. Driving to work is a risk. For real, (laughs) your job. Uh, but I challenge our listeners to come up with a couple things that they haven't tried before, and that's even like taking a new route to work. Maybe I don't know, seeing different scenery. Mm Hmm. You know, go one way to work, go a different way back. Right. You know, and it helps yeah. with the serial killer stalker part. Like if you yes. keep doing the same thing over and over. Hello. That's, that's how you they get totally know your routine by serial killers. And, you know, you don't want that either. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's, that's a life saving tip right there. That's like kind of running in a zigzag when someone's shooting at you. Just right. Because I'm sure that happens a lot in your life. You never know. It's Oakland. <laughs> Come on now. Oakland's gotten somewhat better. Uh, so, yeah. So try new things. Put yourself out there. And live on the edge. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that, Cappy. All right. Well, so what did you learn about the uh, TED Talk? That was really interesting. <laughs> there was, a, I mean, it was it was interesting the selection of speakers that they had. They are all coming from a different perspective, mm-hmm. I think. And um, the one, the first person that they talked to was a uh, former poker kind of champion. So mm-hmm. there was just a lot of that stuff around luck. Um, the second person was somebody who teaches at Stanford who, as you were talking about that study, there was a lot of just kind of uh, like um, uh, similarity in, in things that they found. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third person was somebody who um, I think she is a social activist, if I'm uh, remembering that correctly. She was from uh, St. Louis and she talked a lot about she was, you know, the lucky zip codes type of thing and just under um, really kind of coming at the idea of luck and chance and fortune from where you are geographically. And then the fourth person was this author um, from uh, Ottawa, mm-hmm. from Canada, who also talked about being born into luck, which was a really interesting perspective. And it sounds kind of funky at first, but the more he articulated it, it really wasn't that far off from the previous speaker about, mm-hmm. you know, just the environment that you're in and how that influences, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your chances or your opportunities that you're, you're given. It was actually cool. I think that was that was it. Oh, and oh, sorry. And then there was one more author. Maybe it was actually five um, who grew up in L.A., kind of a hard area of L.A., but she kind of, quote unquote, got out of it. Now she's the CEO of this um, organization. Uh, I think it's also down in L.A. And, and she was doing a comparison between herself and her sister who were given the same opportunities, were within the same network of people, mm-hmm. but for some reason their paths went in different directions. So she initially attributed that to luck, but then realized where the difference was when she was down there. So it was just like everybody speaking about their experiences, starting off with saying, yeah, luck exists, but when you dig down a little bit deeper, there really is a lot of um, responsibility and accountability on the individual right? to really kind of make that happen. Um, and what I was c- kind of thinking about, especially too, as you were talking about this, 
study that you found was because um, all of these speakers just very well, they just spoke about luck, chance, and fortune in a very articulate way. Mm-hmm. The definitions of luck, chance, and fortune, I thought that one of the speakers had said was really interesting. Um, she was the one who was the uh, professor over at, at um, what was that place? Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> Let me just kind of mention uh, how she how she saw it. Fortune, she said, were you know things that are just out of your control. Like they mm-hmm. happen. It's just they're just out of your control. You really can't do anything about it. Chance, on the other hand, requires some type of action. So it just you know you either have to roll some dice. You have to like get out there and mm-hmm. take action on an opportunity that's presented to you. Luck, as it's defined, is really success or failure apparently caused by chance. So there is this connection between chance and luck. It goes back to the idea of um, being observant, basically, of the opportunities that are around you. And if you take that action Mm -hmm. to take advantage of that opportunity or even recognize it, like the whole newspaper thing of just, you know, testing your level of observance, then um, that really contributes to luck. And at the end of the day, luck really isn't this thing that just happens out of nowhere. There really is a little bit of, you know, work that gets put into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last speaker on this, the one who was the author in Ottawa, who talked a little bit about like being, quote unquote, born into luck, he was he made this really interesting um, comparison to a marathon. So I guess he was saying in a marathon because there's like a shit ton of people, mm-hmm. you could put these tags on your shoes, and if you're at the back of the herd, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the group, your timer tech doesn't really start until you cross the starting line, right? right? Because you're all the way back there, you lose time, whatever. He kind of like said there was a comparison to life. It's like if you're born into a situation where your environment just already is rich with opportunity or quote unquote privileged, let's Mm -hmm. say. And in some parts of the world, you know, even things like gender could hold you back. Those are the things that cause you to be farther back in the line. And really life doesn't work that way. We don't really have these electronic chips that we could put on our shoe to help us get get a little bit um, ahead faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, the level of work that goes into, um, you know, this idea of luck could vary just depending on how you enter into this world. Right. Which is kind of depressing. Yeah. But, you know, well, at least there's something you could do about it. Right. Exactly. And, it, and that's just it. It's whether you want to do something about it or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that has to do with mentors and people that you meet as you go through life yep because there are those that will help you mm-hmm. and then there are those that are will bring you down yeah <laughs> will keep you down keep you sit on you and keep you down <laughs> stay away from those people people <laughs> but one of the um i listened to the um the one with amy hunter the community mm-hmm. activist and She's also a diversity and inclusion specialist for Boeing. Right. And the title of it is, In What Ways Does Privilege Determine How Lucky We Are? Mm -hmm. And this was the lucky zip codes that you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it was actually quite um, enlightening and kind of eye-opening for me because, you know, some of us have the good fortune of good things happening to us, whether it's we do the right thing mm-hmm. or we make the right decisions or we go to the right school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all based on like socioeconomic factors, yep. um, racial and diversity factors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that we use lucky really casually and to say like, we're lucky to be born 
with the parents that we had or we're lucky to live where we live. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, you know, one of the points that Amy made is that it lets us off the hook. Yep. Yep. In figuring out solutions um, yep. on inequity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too easy an excuse. Right. Yeah. And systems that keep people yep. from being as lucky. And so, you know, people aren't lucky, but benefactors from systems that oppress certain populations of people over and over. So it's not that you're necessarily lucky, mm-hmm. but you're just benefiting from a system where others don't benefit. Yep. And then these systems obviously are structured in a way that people are born in an oppressive or targeted state and other people are born in a privileged state, mm-hmm. which, you know, Amy said has nothing to do with luck. Mm-hmm. It's just right time, right place, and here you are. So she did mention, you know, the zip code is one predictor of how lucky someone is. Well, people use zip codes as part of their identity, right? Zip codes and area codes. Yes. For that Like reason. for insurance. Yeah. Like they ask what zip code you live in. Or and like, then your insurance is based on that zip code, which to me is bogus. Yes, I agree. And it's like when you buy a house and yes. you have kids. <laughs> yep. Or if you don't have kids, it's like you want to know what the good schools are and what zip code the good schools are in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the healthcare systems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in a predominantly white zip code, then you have a greater life expectancy and the baby mortality rate is lower. And, right. you know, so these are all factors of five simple numbers. Well, I mean, that's how they have shows like Beverly Hills 90210. Right. I never lived there, but why do I know their zip code? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Or eight six seven five three zero nine. Like, how do you know that? What's up, Jenny? <laughs> I don't know her. I know maybe three Jennies. None of them have that number. It's all right. But mm. one thing that Amy mentioned was cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. and this refers to the mental conflict that occurs when a person's behaviors and beliefs do not align. They basically hold two beliefs that contradict one another. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like when we're in attention or discomfort, you know, we kind of explain away, explain things away or reject um, new new information that conflicts with our beliefs already. Mm -hmm. So that was just very interesting that, you know, if we treated each other as kin, Mm -hmm. then we would fight for each other. And we would dismantle the systems that are keeping people oppressed. Yeah. But one of the things that she said is that people feel threatened. Actually, the host Mm. said, why do people feel threatened Mm -hmm. around the topic of race and privilege? And Amy said a couple of things. One is lack of imagination and creating a better world. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're so familiar with, we get, yeah, we get in a rut. We get familiar with where we live, who we talk to, Mm -hmm. how things are going. And then when there's violence on our street or at work or, you know, with someone that we know that's close, Mm -hmm. it's like all of a sudden, you know, we either give a shit Mm -hmm. or we're like so surprised and shocked that this is happening so close. Mm Mm-hmm. That, you know, I think people live in their bubble and feel that nothing's going to affect them. Mm-hmm. 
And then when it does, it's like a huge wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is um, the cognitive dissonance and the physical geographic per- perceptives <clears throat> of people. Um, being in the really lucky zip codes, like I said, they're in their little bubble and they don't know what's going on in the unlucky zip codes. Two blocks away. Right. <laughs> exactly. Across the railroad tracks. Across the railroad tracks. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that she said is that, you know, we need to create a more equitable society where it doesn't matter what zip code you live in. Mm-hmm. That there are no such things as unlucky zip codes. Mm-hmm. That all schools are great schools mm-hmm. and all kids are getting great education mm-hmm. and everyone's getting great health care. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's true, though. I think it's, you know, especially in this area with um, the way, um, you know, with the police and the African-American communities. I mean, it's nationwide pretty much, mm-hmm. but we definitely see it a lot in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge disparities between just different zip codes and even within the same zip code looking at it at the neighborhood level mm-hmm. um there still is like a lot of huge disparities it's un- i really liked her talk as well too just because she did talk about the reality of where we are um in terms of how the system works mm-hmm. and it's hard because if we were on let's say the system side if we were the ones who were in charge of the money and dispersing it how would we think about doing that. I I can't really blame the system totally for the approach that they've had Mm -hmm. um, because is there a better way? I'm sure there probably is. But at first pass, you have to figure out some way of categorizing, like how, where does this funding go? What's happening in these certain types of areas? It's just unfortunate that these labels have become in at the same time, these barriers for people to, to have to deal with, I guess. They've created a barrier versus like breaking it down ironically. But I just find that in most government agencies that's kind of the that's kind of the the constant struggle right like Mm -hmm. we want to help the intent is there but just the way things are physically set up just doesn't allow us to optimize being able to to maximize on whatever that investment is or funding stream is but there are i I like the idea i'm glad that you brought up the idea of this um this whole kinship she did talk about fictive kinship which Mm -hmm. i never really knew there was a word for it but it makes sense it's like you know thinking about the people in your community in your social network who you love and care for dearly who you're not blood related to Mm -hmm. is really an idea that proves that you know you can have that that does exist it does exist in us as human beings just our human nature but what are the things that are preventing us from doing it and they're causing us to live in these bubbles that that uh yeah that just prevent us from having that kind of fictive kinship with a broader network of people you can come from any other direction but at the end of the day the solution is still there we all need to kind of come together and create these opportunities for everybody right um, to break down that inequity well and i think that you know we focus on you know you know i need to take care of me and my yep. family and i don't have time to worry about this whatever this is mm-hmm um, which is great because, yeah, you should be taking care of you and your family. But at the same time, you're within a community. You're not in a bubble. Yeah. Everything affects you, whether you think it does or not. Yeah. Whether indirectly or directly. So, I mean. And everybody else in your community is thinking about themselves and their family. And if you guys are heading towards the same solution, why don't you band together mm-hmm. and make a greater impact on you taking care of you guys collectively it's right. the same 
It's the same thing. Your kids are going to benefit from the same school that your neighbor's kids are going to benefit from. So why not come together and just think about that instead of just, oh, me, 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 yeah. my kids, my kids. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't have kids. So I wouldn't know. Well, I don't either. Like but at the same time. I still get it. That's all right. <laughs> other people's kids are technically our kids. I love gonna, other people's kids. If we're going to yeah. live as a community, if yeah. we're going to live as one. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um. But it's, you know, I think that's where we need to shift our thinking. I mean, I ain't trying to bring your kids home and take (laughs) care of them. I mean, if you need me to, maybe. But come on now. (laughs) I charge $10 an hour. But I will stop when they're crossing the street going to school. Oh, my God. Really? I might give them a pencil or a book. (laughs) They need it. You're so nice, Shaylani. Thank you. (laughs) anyway so you know to our listeners you know think about what you can do in your community create a more equitable system mm-hmm. yeah, there's educational housing health care are you lucky are you unlucky are you in a lucky zip code are you in an unlucky zip code <laughs> i mean how would you know if you were that's right how can you tell i don't know but we can be responsible for like creating opportunities that might not be there for those in unlucky zip codes it won't matter at the end of the day whether it's lucky or unlucky as long as you're doing your part to to give that opportunity and i would also like suggest to people that even though we're in here in our local everyday neighborhood like think a little more globally too you know there's other people around the world that could Mm -hmm. benefit from a lot of things that are here there's so much excess here in the u.s Mm -hmm. that i mean we need to take care of ourselves here in the u.s first but i think there's plenty to share around the world as well so do what you can yeah i mean there's enough for everybody mm-hmm. there you know people think scarcity and that's another unlucky trait i think of someone that is unlucky it's that redistribution. They think about scarcity and there's <laughs> enough for everybody there's plenty we see it <laughs> we see it every day so go out there and be part of the community if you're not and um, Godspeed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a way to close out a topic. Godspeed, people. I'll, I'll edit that part. <laughs> we I think, can close it another way. I think way. you should keep it in. <laughs> I can see you just with your arms raised. Godspeed. Power to the people. People. <laughs> Shut up. I love it. Uh, well, as usual, Shailani, it's awesome to have you on. Thank you. And, you know, can't for wait for the next one. You know, I was thinking Uh-oh. about what we were doing a year ago. This is a very different topic than what we were talking about last year. What was it? Did you look it up? No, I just remembered it. Oh. We, were, we were at my place and we were talking about online dating apps because the first Sunday of the year. Do you remember this? Was it? It was like the busiest time of year for online dating like accounts and activity that makes sense there's some luck there everybody got dumped during the holidays so they got to refresh their exactly you don't remember that vaguely yeah i guess i should know that kind of stuff (laughs) talk about luck and chance for reals yeah anyway i like this topic better i do too well thank you shaylani thank you and thank you for listening to women who sarcast 
Show music provided by Mike Imbasciani. You can find him at mikeimbasciani.com. 